Welcome to uh, the week three recap episode of Tactical Crouch. That's right. Three weeks into the Overwatch League season. Feels like just yesterday. It was just getting started. We were just kind of doing our thing, finishing up our power rankings, not even finishing up our power rankings. And now here we are. And uh, three weeks in, a lot going on in the Overwatch League. I uh, I think we've done okay. I think anticipating kind of most of the most of the teams and relative powering. I think I'm I think I'm still like if in the top fifteen or twenty in our in our pick'em league. Doing all right. I did pretty good this week. Didn't get NYXL Philly. I think that was the only one. Really? The rest, yeah. Mm. Damn. I yeah, I, I switched like London. I switched London over uh, Washington last minute. Oh, really? Yeah, last minute. I'm a gamer. I know. I did. If I man, if I could just find a betting site for esports in the United States, oh, makes so much money mm. right now. We're uh, we're doing good. Well, welcome to the episode. I'm Kick Tripod, joined of course by Yiska and Volamel. Good to see you all. Don't forget all the usual things. Patreon.com slash tactical crouch, twitter.com slash tactical underscore crouch. See us Monday and Wednesday at eleven AM Pacific time for the recap and preview shows. Other than that, let's talk about what's going on in the Overwatch League and competitive Overwatch. Big thank you to our patron producers. Battlecrab made pin lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, and Pork Chop Sammy. You're nice. the best. What a bunch of gems. Bunch of gems in that list right there. Indeed. Y'all are great. Hearing some new names because like at this point it's already like a tune. You know, like it sounds like one word when you read them. And then to see more people added to the back, I'm like, yep. oh, we got someone new. Nice. It's like playing a game of Simon, where every time it just yes. adds another. It's another uh, color or name to the end of it. So we used to do that to memorize uh, decimals of pi. Damn. You go through one and then two and then three and then four and you could see who could go the farthest. And how did you, did you also take self-defense classes, you know, to fight the bullies off if you did that in school? I I almost made a dark joke. Uh, No, no, we did not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we did not <laughs> not very oh, helpful nice. in in the United States school system these days but uh there it is there's the dark joke all right besides <laughs> that oh, i can't believe it that was, okay that was my yiska okay, dark dude. joke okay that dude okay dude my yiska inappropriate dark joke i only get one per 78 episodes so also plausible deniability in that joke right yes very well friend. Chapeau. Sure. Great. Awesome. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh yeah, news. So a couple of things going on. The Overwatch League officially cancels week five, six, and seven. Mm. 
the match is scheduled for South Korea. We don't know when or where they're going to be rescheduled, how they're going to be played, any other details. We just know that in the interest of public safety, they're not yep. happening. Yep. So, yep, that's happening. You know, credit where credit's due again. You know, they're acting quickly. I know that this is a logistical nightmare and we constantly like to on Blizzard. So, you know, uh, again, credit where credit's due. You're acting quickly. Great job. Yep. Yes, but I'm sorry, I got I got to shit on them a little bit here. Yeah. Um, I think theoretically, there are ways to for us to build the Overwatch League schedule in a way like before the season, mm -hmm. in a way where this problem would have been significantly less uh, severe. As in, for instance, last year we had four weeks of midseason, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if we had those four weeks now. What we could do, whether we could plan. Sure. Like how how much uh, time we would had competitive integrity would suffer less. Also, like okay, so th then then the producer is saying, well, uh, then you're like kind of like uh, measuring with money that you know when you don't have because like TV deals and like dragging the season out for X Y Z. Well, the thing is, dragging the season out and building that redundancy in your system. So like. Giving, giving it a little bit more uh, space sure. makes you more competitive in the market. It is, would have been, for instance, very possible that, or it is the case, that the League of Legends leagues all have the same problem. Not to the same extent, because they are more localized, and therefore they are inherently less, um, less fragile to these events than like a centralized big league is. Because sure. now it's just like LCK is cancelled or like uh, playing online. Yeah. The majority of LCS leaks are still operating, right? right. And yeah. I guess China is also on lockdown or whatever. Yeah. But still, like, that's, that's an issue of our system where we are significantly more fragile to these events than the leak system is, for instance, or the CSGO system is. Because CSGO can just say, okay, We'll just avoid China for six months. Bang. That's that's yeah. It doesn't just put in. And I mean, I think that it, like a percentage of teams in the Overwatch League, like the percentage of teams in the Overwatch League that are not playing at the moment, probably mimic a similar number to the number of top League of Legends teams not playing in LPL or LCK. I'm not even sure if LCK is canceled so much as they just don't have a live audience. I'm they, not sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, play. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, again, the percentage of teams not playing is probably similar. So I don't know if, if League is the best uh, example against that. But yeah, I but think there's... They're not hurting the other to... entertainment products. No. But there again, we still have matches being played. So it's almost yes, like... But, same thing, but, kind of. Uh, I mean, I not think really, still, but... Like, if this is a make-or-break season, and if, if this actually ends up really hurting and... I guess we can talk about viewership, which is already it's not great. A little what rough. was it? I didn't I didn't It's like track 50, 60, maybe. Okay. 50, 60 K, yeah. It's and uh CDL was higher than us for a lot of that time. But I'm Rocket pretty League sure there's higher. there's probably like a reason for that. Yeah, Rocket League being higher is is pretty rough, but yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. It's it's definitely a uh I think a thing by that keep an next eye on. year. They're going to have to have 
teams have visas to at least participate elsewhere just in case something like this happens where like oh a venue isn't ready or oh a venue like for whatever reason like has issues like you can reschedule within a timely fashion i think the problem with this is that you can't just move it to you know china you can't move it to the to europe because you don't have visas ready for that 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 stint yet because of this yep. global phenomenon that's happening right now so you know if we had stages um, and stage playoffs you could use those stage playoff weekends for also makeup games yeah Sure, we used to, sure. So I come from, nobody knows this on the show, I come from a, a snowy state called Minnesota, and we used to have built-in makeup days into our schedule that uh, were off, but you expected that you would, you expected that you'd actually have school that day because you'd have so many snow days, depending on like how, how bad of a winter it was, where you would just plan on, okay, well, we're going to be there. And using, um, I really wish that they would, use then the you could probably even use the homestand model for it and just go you know what these three homestands we're going to call makeup homestands bring the teams out there you know and and there i think one of the biggest issues with that probably is just the limited practicing facilities right like as far as flying people everybody's got their visas right like getting yeah, visas the teams, for specific specific places i don't think everybody has their visas to go everywhere yet i mean but you I, I think presumably everyone's got it for the u.s right i don't know because so, if they did why don't they just move them here so everyone has to right uh, like which team doesn't play the majority of their games in the u.s what well i mean a lot of like all of february the, there was supposed to be a china Oh, you mean for that specific time frame? Yeah, like uh, teams could. Don't you get it for like a year? I'm not sure. I have not a clue. No clue. Yeah. I'm just saying there, there's a there's maybe a, that's a dumb argument. Like, there's a good deal. I would imagine that there's a good deal of people that probably don't have their U.S. visa and they can't just get them. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know, but maybe that's something that you need to build into, like the, totally. the things. Yeah, like everybody needs to have a visa for the At entire the year US. for the United States. Come on down to Blizzard if Arena. If that happens, if we'll you know a venue games. isn't properly done, if you know a homestand isn't ready, we can just move you here. We can schedule in. Bang, bang, bang. Maybe you're a week delayed. Doesn't matter. We're not seeing a team not play until week eleven, like Shanghai, right? So, it, it adding redundancy is good. It, it's it's tough to you know manage a a viral outbreak. So I, right. I give and, them and a little bit of leeway. More on but, the extreme, like. Like, uh, yeah, you, I don't blame, I, I, I don't think I can blame anyone for not accounting for, well, what if you can't use an entire country or yeah. two countries for the better part of the season? So no, anyways, that's, that's a fair shout, but then again, you got to expect the unexpected. That's how you build. I rigid think within systems. reason, but yes, yes, I agree. I don't think, I think finding the line between we did prepare for it and this is a viral outbreak, I think finding that line is probably the hard part, right? But mm -hmm. yeah, um, but it's, it's also like, I think it's, it's a thing of scale where we don't see the obvious shortcomings. I think for instance, it's very obvious to us that the Washington justice now getting sick with seven players is a big issue for a roster like this, right? Yeah. Equally, that's, it, it, of course, it's a higher chance to get sick, uh, but um, 
like to not be able to play at all to have a sickness like this is a probably about this the same risk of like something seriously happening as in like it shuts down the entire league what what if a volcano super volcano break not super but volcano breaks out like the yeah. one in iceland or nobody or, can fly internationally you know there's a military conflict right like what what then S same things yeah like stuff like that it's they there are unforeseen things you cannot plan for the specific instances but you can plan for the um for the eventualities for the same reason for instance like if you're if a lung is not working that perfectly you still have that second lung that's how evolution build us in order to be resistant to cer certain you know issues there's a kidney not uh, working well okay we can live with one right and these twin uh th this is very similar just to have like yeah you got you don't have to like perform prime time but um like and it, there's of course still even if you build redundancy into this if this actually gets like a becomes like a huge thing and everyone the world has to now care about this virus of course then very different case um also totally agree that we need to take this super seriously yeah. i'm just thinking like if we if like i'm i'm a it, i have to disclose like i'm a fan of breaks it revitalizes me as a viewer. It, I think it revitalizes the players, the meta itself. People have more creative takes. The um, the quality or the, the mental health as aspect is a, a lot easier to manage that way. And also these instances where something goes seriously wrong. And now we don't have any breaks for whatever reason. I assume it's... Uh, for financial reasons or organizational reasons or sponsorship reasons and we feel it immediately yeah that's true how many uh how many matches were there supposed to be this weekend supposed uh, to be without cancellation yeah without cancellation 10 12 uh, twice as many yeah yeah there just would be in another homestand yeah, yeah. so with like, as many matches yeah 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 so 12 like, matches in total could you imagine like it was like I loved this whole week and I just sat on WoW, ran my auctions, ran some dungeons and watched Overwatch League and it was great. Just six hours on Saturday, six hours on Sunday as a content creator for Overwatch yeah. League. But we got it easy right now. Holy cow. That's going to be these these recap shows are going to be something else. <laughs> like, did you watch? Yep. Did you watch? Yeah. Yes, March was going to be rough, especially one. early March, where they we had like the extra soul homestand where people were going to try to make up games that obviously is now canceled. Yeah, um, yeah, I was already looking at that. Like, I have to be up by one a.m. I have to be up for a six hours, and then I have to sleep, and then I have to get up at like. Uh... Yep. Anyways, so we... maybe you just need to delay the season by a lot. That's if that's maybe. possible with the contracts in place. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. Strap in. But anyways, <laughs> matches or weeks five, six, and seven uh won't be played in South Korea as planned, and we will get more news about what's going on there. There's also a developer update that just dropped. We're not gonna discuss it in this show. Um, I think mm. it would, I think it would be great for like a little one-off episode that we can do. 
Um, sure. Once it actually gets out there, we can play with it a little bit. Maybe yeah. we can do a little queuing. We can see kind of just the overall reactions. But in short, uh, Jeff Kaplan, just literally minutes before the show went live, uh, posted a developer update about a three DPS, two support, one tank patch that's going live for the experimental card with mm -hmm. a ton of asterisks, with a ton of relax, don't panic, we're just trying it out. It's heavily contested internally as well, and we figured, hey, people wanted to try and test these things out. We talked about how the the uh, public test realms aren't super effective because not enough people play them. Now you get it in the live clients, on PC, and on console, and um, we'll see. So... Stay tuned for that and definitely go watch that developer update. Pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about last week's matches. The first one, the match of the week, did not disappoint. The New York Excelsior fall to the Philadelphia Fusion 3-1. to one. Joe, you called this one. I did, I did. You did. Where where did uh, Philly shine? And was <laughs> it what you expected? I think... Yeah, I, I would... Um... I'd say Philly looked as strong as I expected them to look. I was kind of disappointed that New York didn't come out as, as colorful as I think they could have. Um, I expected this to be, to go a lot of the same way that Toronto Philly did um, before the show. I was kind of, kind of talking about that with Yiska. Um, a lot of dive from Toronto. I like that a lot. I expected New York to do the same. New York is proactive but they're a little sloppy like they're still trying to like iron out exactly how who are you supposed to be playing you know they they've they were starting with nene now they're playing with sabiobi why is that it's not still no libero yeah no libero it's i i've got to assume it's at you know somebody's sick somewhere and you know it's just not going as well as they want it to maybe they've been scrimming with who are you because of it i don't know but yeah, no, New York just kind of stuck to their one thing and they did that and it was bad. And Philly is probably one of the best at the standard composition at the moment. They're probably mm -hmm. one of the best like May McCree. Yeah. Like they're 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 insanely good at May McCree. They're good at they're they're almost not they're not even really that aggressive. Like if you watch their games, they're kind of just drawing a line and saying, Okay, once you step over that line, we're gonna pull the trigger, you're gonna die. They're not just leaping forward. And that's something you see with New York a lot is they're just kind of like engaging to engage. Who are you places a wall? There's always like a crack around it, a crack behind. Like there's yeah. always some way to slip in. I, you, we can criticize Ivy in this match or uh, in, in a later match in particular where he actually did not play very well, but his walls are always on point. Yeah. Um, and I think again, like they, you, you're not going to beat them in the clutch. You're not going to beat them in the scramble. You're not going to beat them like in, in the neutral. It, yeah. It's, this team's actually also, disgusting. Like, it's really seldom the case that... Okay. So... Yeah. Should we use his name? Whatever. We'll, we'll use his name. We used it for, for whatever. But, um, like, when you... When there's a wall, and the other main place is a wall, and it's caught in, in that... Uh, with their own Rhine. So the yeah. mechanics is... The opponent um, may puts the wall down... And then the Reinhardt, hopefully with his May, is caught behind that. So his May can then wall off their Reinhardt and get a, a preferential uh, or a better cutoff. 
Don't say it. I, I will just call say it. it. Just call it no man's land. So in the goosh, um, in that zone. I almost, I need to end the show, I think. <laughs> the goosh. All right. See you guys next week. We're done. Um, <laughs> they, they are very strong. And Ivy is basically never not getting there. Like, I feel like he, they are always like fighting that well. Uh, also, of course, these blocks. So that zone just like takes place at different parts of, um, architecture on the map so yes. but depending on that i feel like sado and ivy um improvise very quickly and uh solve those solutions effectively very often and really seldom die on their own that way also because maybe like alarm finds like cracks or is like yeah. safe peeking around the corner eventually or it's just very quick to it or whatever or topping them off see, seeing like okay my, my tank gotta be full here I haven't looked at the specifics what I know is in the goosh they are not dying yep. so we're making that they, a word now they can, it's, they it's can swap between between being like predator animals and being prey animals the second like Sato like is in danger like his, his ears just perk up and he's just jumping around like blocking everything like floating around at double digit HP and then alarm can finally get to him and heal him up it, it's, it's disgusting like mm -hmm. he the man doesn't die Poco yeah. doesn't die Sato doesn't die yeah. uh, Ivy doesn't die like it how do you kill this team oh you get two kills okay Carpe answers with three Overtime happens, Carpe gets a 10% damage buff. They scramble, okay, you're fighting against one of the best mechanical teams in the league. What do you do? Yeah. You, you, you try to do something different to get them off their game, to try and mitigate that as much as possible. And that's why I have to give the nod to Toronto here. They did a good job at trying to mitigate that. It was a little sloppy in the end. We're going to talk about it. Don't yeah. get, yeah. Let's, we, won't, we won't get on that tangent, but nod to them. But New York, I needed more. So yeah. do you I needed more Nene. So that that's kind of the next question. Do you think not seeing Nene or Libero again contributed to the loss here? I mean, yes. I think Libero were still mm. just kind of like, huh? Yeah. He's gotta be sick. Like he's just gotta be ill. Sick. I don't think he, could it be do you think there could be anything internally going on, or do you think it's Okay, so there's something internally going on. The player that then plays is who are you? I mean, <laughs> talk about ironic. If that's the case, okay, <laughs> that would be hilarious. I don't, I don't know a lot about Libero's like team. How good of a teammate Libero is? I always just assume. Yeah, he was I don't think anyone does really. It seems like, but we I've know. Never heard in in all those <laughs> years know, that there was never. An but issue. we know who are you though? We do. You know, yes. past history, getting benched, still. You know, his team goes on to win, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that that's where it's just like. I don't know. It's it's See, weird. Like this is where I get into my like over analysis brain where I'm like, oh, maybe IMT, this vast knowledge of neuroscience is just like, okay, this guy's frontal lobe gotta develop early in the season. So but by, by doing that, we do that by putting like him in so he learns that he's part of the group and his hormone level. I'm like, okay, dude, like, why are you playing? Who are you? I just want wins now, dude. Like, who knows what happens? Just play your best, best team always. And yeah, um, I think that's, that's probably the long-term play. Of course, 
planned for the long haul. You can also incorporate many members. I feel like, especially against a, uh, um, a direct title contender, not playing your best lineup is kind of like... I mean, let's be honest, that team is not going to miss playoffs. So you can do whatever you want right now. But... Um, it's... If they keep going like this, there's a good chance they might. Yeah. Not, not, not likely, but yeah, there's a chance, and that's not NYXL. That's not NYXL's yeah. MO. So I do, I do kind of have a follow-up question then. Do you think sure. people are overreacting to who are used May not no. being very good? No, it's not good. And I think people are starting to really get a feel for... There's, they're, they're being aggressive, which is good, but then there's no follow-up. You're not, you're not getting much of an advantage with that aggression. Um, Jonak can play wings. That's great. Um, but their walls are just poor. He's not doing a ton of damage. Like each match, he just he statistically isn't really performing all that well. Um, again, a bit of a, a bit of a golfer. Plays, you know, is is about thirty above par when it comes to alting. So. Granted, you know, Ivy, on the other hand, we'll, we'll get to him because I have a bone to pick with Mr. Golf himself this week. Um, the Tiger Woods of the Overwatch League. Just as, as can we get better at May, please, guys? Come on, please. One time. One yeah. Time. So, no more disc golf. so on the flip side, though, uh, Sato. Looking pretty good. Coming into the his year own Sato. It's so, been prophesized on this podcast. It's it's coming to fruition. We did all. I think all three of us said, you know, this is going to be his year. This is yeah. don't underestimate him to. based off of. And I think yeah. Christopher really solidified that on the show as mm-hmm. well as like, yep, you saw Sato have one or two bad games on Reinhardt. People blew that out of proportion. He's a great tank. We've got an even better supporting staff around him. Carpe literally just wants to play with Sato. And I think you're starting to see why here. Uh, are you buying more Sato stocks? Yeah. I'm buying anybody that's on Philly stocks. This, this team's nuts. I like they're number two on my power rankings for a reason. This team's sick. Will that change, you know, in the coming weeks? Who knows? Hero pools could work. It could just completely miss the bill. But even with hero pools, I think they have a very deep roster as well. I don't see Sato just like pooping out on Winston. Or, you know, uh, an Orisa or Sigma for that matter, if, if that ever becomes, you know, the meta. Um, yeah, I, this team's disgusting. Sato in general looks very, very sick. No. I so. think they have, they have enough off tank talent that who could easily like yeah. play ball, play Orisa. Coco's play, playing uh, Orisa right Sigma. now. You could just move him to main tank, as weird yeah. as that might seem. But again, these are tank players, not just, yeah. oh, he's the flexing. No, no. Fuck that. <laughs> he's totally a he's a tank. Missed the button. Whatever. There was an attempt made. <laughs> you, you said it after. <laughs> you said the word after the bleep. <laughs> Comedic right. effect. Fair enough. I mean, it was funny, especially when I called it out. That's what made it the joke fun. <laughs> no. Okay. Fair enough. Uh yeah. Sato's looking great. This this definitely seems. You know how we kind of said like. This is kind of Washington's best meta that they could hope for. Yeah. There's also kind of a point that feels like that for Philly, but with like actually really good players. I, is there a best meta for them? 
I mean, this meta is good for them, but I don't know that I could find like a bad meta for them. That's fair. That's you know definitely I mean? not trying to say, but you know what I'm saying? More like that. Like when you look at each individual player, you're like, yep, they're playing heroes. You want to see them on. Yep. They're playing heroes. You want to see the heroes. On. Yeah. But they're just so like every player on this roster is like mega diverse. Like Poco's showing diversity. Again, that was a big, big narrative point that I draw or pulled up a lot, like talking about space. And I'm sure Poco might have been mentioned that we've just really only seen them on Diva. Can they play anything else? Yeah, as a race is it's fine. It's it does well. Sato, known for monkey, wasn't super great on Ryan last year, is absolutely looking like a stud. Ivy looks eh. he had one bad game so far. We'll see what happens. But yeah, everybody on this team just has like and a even hero then, ocean. Like we're we're gonna talk about fusion versus defiant later. But if I'm yeah. the fusion, I'm not preparing too much for the defiant. I don't think. No. And I think that they're one of the harder teams to prepare for as well. Yes. So they're 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 top of the pack right now. Um. Yeah. Uh. Last but not least, I, I do want to ask you a little bit about uh, alarm and funny astro the support line. We haven't really talked about supports a whole lot mm. in the first, honestly, the first three weeks of game, but alarm funny Astro, uh, how, how have they been, you know, playing and how do you think they held up against NYXL? As, as good as you can, you know, a, a rookie, a rookie going against Jonak, you don't expect them to do good, but this is, this is a, again, this is not any rookie. This is no. the, the player to change the status quo the player to kind of solidify an elite four flex supports. I don't even know if that's true at this point. We'll get to, we'll get to somebody else who might yeah, actually we might have be, five or six. Or we might have, they, it's disgusting how many shit. like yeah. ridiculous flex supports. It's the golden right flex support era. It really is. And alarm is the golden child. Like yeah. that's, that's just how it is. He, he, he's showing that you can compete numbers wise with some of the the biggest names that people well, have, played across the Jonak in this match yeah right and who you would probably have to argue is one of i mean he's a former mvp so you can't not yep. put him in the best yeah, yeah. flex support yeah, world category definitely and you cannot total was not tit for tat. Yep. punch for punch was not yeah. Jonak's, was, uh yeah yeah, I, I I wouldn't. I it's it's definitely not the f to the fault of Jonak in particular. I think it's just the team in general. Sure. Just like it, it's not just who are you, even though he is underperforming. It's not just you know Mono being overly aggressive. But it's it's communication. It's teamwork. It's team synergy. It's this new style. They just need to figure it out. It needs to just get ironed out. They just need to grind it out. Yep. But yeah, Philly uh, funny Astro looks like an absolute monster. Like the amount of. Not environmental picks, but just he just finds picks. Call him a yeah. Reddit Lucio all you want, but if he can just get kills and just like be able, if you can carry from main support, like what? Yep. Mm -hmm. Like you can influence the fights that crate, like without environmental kills. Again, like go back and watch Temple. He's just fragging, yeah. He just gets kills. Yep. He's How? Just How's this kid do it? They can carry from every single position. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yep. Paris kind of has the same thing going on with FD God there. So, you know. Yep. It's, Weirdly uh, enough, Houston, Jexa looks like the best player on that damn team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think I would argue that. Almost deadlifting on Lucio is. Like, uh, what? 75% <laughs> like, 
it's just, just unheard of, dude. Because it's sure, it's sure not Mecco. It's sure not uh, Muma. Yeah. It's not the DPS. No, no, it's uh, Jax is definitely the best player card. Yeah, easily the best player. Yeah, but again, we'll get to them. Well, we will, and let's let's go to them next. Boston Uprising defeat the Houston Outlaws three to two. Battle of the bottom. Uh, Map seven didn't did not disappoint. I think it was one of the most exciting matches that we've had. And somebody somebody said something really interesting. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or in Twitch chat before the show, Um, but. Bad Overwatch can still be really fun to play or to watch. Oh yeah, yeah, it can be a ton of fun to watch. It's not like listening to you guys analyze it is like, oh my god, everybody's bad. But watching it is really fun. You got two it's draws. We had two yeah. draws. We went seven maps, uh, very close maps generally, back and forth, and we also got to see Jerry. Yes. And uh, I think the desk and casters made enough of a spectacle out of Jerry and his performance. Are you yep. on a Jerry high as well? Um, I think he had a good debut. I'm mm-hmm. interested to see how consistent he can be. Um, I will say that this is the best debut you can have to point towards consistency because, again, most teams are preparing for seven maps, right? So to to see a player to consistently perform very well on all seven maps. That's, that's like some championship round type stuff where you can, you've, he's got a gas tank on him. Like he can go the distance and still perform. I think that definitely lends itself, but I still want to see him, you know, show up on, on, you know, uh, when do they play next? Let's see. Um, sometime in March, you know, I want to see him show up there and, and still be able to perform week on week out. So, so far, so good. And yes, the desk just, you know, could not praise him enough because, you know, his little cheeks, I get it. But can we talk about that flex support? Yeonbong is ridiculous. Like, what? He's, he, Muma was perma slept. He was perma. Like, I was actually going to get so mad if they didn't give him player of the match. Like, it's it's he's too good this team like somebody save him like <sighs> a loss for words on how strong of a pickup that was and they always seem to find him like there's there's mm. there's few constants in the overwatch league one of them may be that houston just kind of always is bad but one of them also is that boston always finds good flex support so hats off to whatever who's ever picking that out that's fair yep. yeah coming alive for sure uh, what do you, can you guys, so there's, I think one of the, uh, what's the right word? I think one of the most controversial parts about the Houston outlaws so far is the carousel of, uh, flex mm. supports going on. Uh, you've got Jexa <laughs> playing every map yeah. and then you've got Rockus and Repel seemingly randomly. I don't believe it's random. I feel like, no. I know it it's not like random, that, so. but yeah. I, I, I don't understand the method to the madness uh, here. Do you think that the rotation is, uh, is hurting Houston right now? 
I don't think it's as big of a deal as like the desk keeps bringing up. It's I think they target it a lot because it doesn't seem to have like a an even like remotely obvious reason as to why. There's obviously a reason. Um you know, Dream Dreams, you know, obviously been interviewed by Sideshow and said like there is a stylistic difference on exactly when and where they play them. It might not just be blatantly obvious but there's a reason why i i do think that this team is just like massively underperforming um it looks horrible echo does not look good at all even with like the flex support rotation like it's they don't seem to really have like a giant impact like this team's just just on the downswing like they started at the bottom so hopefully it can only get better but it's it's been rough it's been rough i think that again when we talk about like their their uh, Brig Lucio style. They're not being proactive. And again, yeah, it was it was pointed out early, like, oh, we have to just engage. We have to just engage. But it's like, okay, but I th- like if if you're not going to engage and you're engaging into a team that you know, again, to Florida's point last week or two weeks ago, they're kind of built to get engaged into. So it's like, is it is it a one dimensional problem? Is it that we don't have any other looks? I don't know. It's hard to tell with what's going wrong with Houston. It's it's a lot of just individual. Just nobody's playing well. And they, the only they, person that's playing well is probably Jexa, right? And they have been kind of riddled with uh, illnesses and things like that. True. So it, yeah. it definitely is not the the start that they wanted. Um, any any optimism for for Houston at this point? Well, they get to practice need a, a lot next week. Right, it's their homestand, right? Yep, they're sure. back in Houston next week for the homestand. Hopefully, they won't be all deathly ill by that point again. Like hydration wasn't playing because he just didn't even fly to DC. He was so sick, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he might not even be recovered at that point. But again, I think it's probably enough time to get everybody at least at at about eighty percent health, and we might finally see what what Houston actually kind of looks like. And there's a that, ton of sick players, by the way. Like, yeah. It's not. It's not particularly like. I think Bernard was sick. Um, like, of course, Washington. Like, we saw Corey the Corey sick. pictures. Yeah. Stratus was sick. Like, all of them were sick. Um, that's just going around and wash m- your hands, maybe, kids. Yeah. Also, like, you were playing at these PCs, and I suppose they don't sanitize the tables necessarily or the headsets. I um, would imagine they do, but. I don't know. I thought they had their own headsets. Did they? I thought they switch out all the peripherals. So keyboards, mice, mouse pads, headsets. I'm not sure about headsets. I think the I, headsets are That's the are one I'm like least confident in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The rest definitely I know that they're right, the same but... ones, but I like in, in the sense that people aren't using different like branded headsets. Like I'm using my Logitech yeah. ones. They're all using the same. The weird like helicopter. Yeah. yeah. But it, like, if I'm like honestly, like I, I as a professional player, I, I just have a hand sanitizer in my pocket at all times. Like, like I, I even I even with, with that, children. you're bound to get sick though. With all the traveling, you're, you're doing your immune system. Sure, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely like airbound shit, but yeah. Um, still, you you can do things to minimize. Totally, of course, and and they should. Some people do, some people could care less and then they get sick and, you know, obviously you underperform. But again, I think 
it goes back to what we were talking about, you know, in the preseason. You have to kind of if if this is going to work and we want to travel, you kind of have to prepare for it. You have to have contingency plans. And Houston has a roster that's pretty deep. We saw Dante. That's that's a start. But it it's it's something that you know, again, we, we talked about it, I think, uh in the recap last week. It's like, okay, Washington. You have what eight players? One of them isn't isn't even here. What happens when Corey's sick? Do you have anybody? You don't even have a contenders team. You don't even have a two way player to pull up. There's there. I'm, I'm again. There. It's not just Washington, but it's it's a team that has gone out and said, "Oh, we like playing with eight players." It's like you do now, yeah. but when yeah. somebody gets Super. ill and has to perform in game seven, it's rough. Yeah, it is. Sarah in chat says Captain Planet said they switch out all the headsets and sanitize okay. them and that it was a lesson learned from Good. a league-wide illness issue that happened in 2018. Okay, that's nice. So That should happen. I don't know if it's like if they're stuff. just like swapping between two sets and like sanitizing or if players have their own, mm-hmm. but presumably yeah, that's they have. Obvious. Yeah, so, that's Yeah. Let's also be serious. Most of them probably get sick. Like they sit together sometimes in the green yeah. room or well, they're like traveling all around traveling going to conventions. There's a reason why so many streamers don't like going to conventions. It's because yeah. you get like the con plague is a con thing. Con plague is real. Is a thing. Mm. And these are also players who like without like stereotyping, you know, the whole thing is like they're typically not the most outgoing, spend a bunch of time outside at home because they spend so many hours just grinding anyways. So it's yeah. not like they're they're strengthening their immune systems no. that way, if that makes sense. So not really. Like yeah. it's it's not really a, a super conducive environment for you know people who like for me i'm I'm probably super immunocompromised working from home and having my gym downstairs like i i drive once every month and you know like that's just the nature of how it is start throwing me in a bunch of airplanes and convention halls like probably gonna get pretty sick so Mm -hmm. um yeah, but it's something that again you're gonna just see. You're you're gonna inexplicably see somebody underperform. You're just gonna see a team just completely nosedive. Why? Because they're ill. How long does that last? How long can they recover? It depends on how long they have to stay in that homestand, and they can't go home to get the, the the medication and the help they need because they might be in a you know a foreign country. It's tough to say. So again, it's this is going to happen. It's just so happens it starts with houston along with everything else on top of it you know missing bags uh getting kicked out of their you know uh housing system at the moment like such it, it's that's oh, that's some not stuff. what they were hoping and yeah no i i, I will of the day like other teams ha- are having massive issues with that as true, well true. they are sick as well and they still look like elite teams for some definitely some so like That's what happens so when you have a you middle pack team yeah. and everything goes wrong. You're going to look like the 20th best team. Is it yeah. fair? I'm still, yeah, I'm, I'm still a little, I'm, I'm still holding out a little hope for Houston yet. I, I say in two weeks, yeah, over the next three to four games, if we don't see some light, that's, that's where I start key. panicking. That's the key. I need to see some, I need life. I need something to go, Hey, Okay. That was a good map. Like that was that was decisive. You might lose the series, but I need something to grab hold of because if not, you're, we're running out is, of excuses. 
I, I mean, we we know like hero pulls are coming in. Maybe that's the change that they need. Possibly to just get off these uh, hit scan picks. It could be. hundred uh, I mean, percent. It's very possible. There's very few people who um, I feel understand the game as far as like on a hero level and how like heroes impact things in a way that Dream does. So I've yep. got a ton of faith there as well. Yeah. And I'll double down on that all day long. Uh, also yeah. worth noting, and this is kind of a side tangent, but the John Spector did clarify a little bit about how hero pools are going to work. Um, so we'll just we'll just digress to that for a second. And mm. so in a in a post on Reddit, uh, John Spector clarified to say that uh, hero pools will be a random drawing for each role among eligible heroes based on play rate data from week three, the matches we saw this weekend and week four next week in Houston. So all the damage heroes with significant playtime go into a pool, and then the desk will randomly pick two of them. For supports and tanks, it's the same, except they only pick one. So it's going to be on the desk for Watchpoint, which we kind of hoped it was going to be. We talked yeah. about it when it was Might as well make content out of it. Yep. Um, announced. Also, he clarified, heroes with greater than or equal to a 10% play rate are what will be eligible uh, to be banned or to be out of the hero pool. So as an illustration, using week two match data, the actual hero pool for week five is based on week three and four. The heroes that exceeded that threshold in week two were Ryan Arisa, Diva for tanks, Mae McCree, Widow, Reaper for damage, and Lucio, Ana, Baptiste, and Moira, and Brig for support. So you have a choice of one of three tanks, uh, one, two, three, four, two of four damage dealers and one, two, three, four, five, one of five supports and totally random from there. It's, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that the, pl- the play rate data was so low and 10% feels like a pretty low. Yes. I think that over the course of the season, that'll probably change. 10% is probably going to be pretty normal across like, if, if, if things do open up. Like they should. Um, and we're also not accounting for the different scrim bubble that's going on in Asia. Like Sombra could have easily broken into the DPS pool. Um, Hanzo easily could have broken into the DPS pool. Um, I think it also comes down to who's playing. Vancouver looks like they want to play a ton of dive. And we've seen Vancouver play week one. But because they've missed out on week three and four, they kind of aren't factored into that pool at all. Um, so I, I I still don't think this will do what people want it to. If anything, it stifles. It could stifle. It could fix. At that point, why have it? it it's really a dice roll. I'm, yeah. a little, I'm a little skeptical. I'm worried that this isn't going to target the meta as much as no. they said, unless like you get that really lucky roll. Like... If Lucio happens to be one of the five, so you have a 20% chance of getting Lucio out, yes, you've really like targeted a super high, mm-hmm. highly used hero. But if uh, Brig, like if Brig, like sure, some teams are running. Oh, darn. Brig, Florida Lucio gets, Brig, you like, know. Okay, we'll, we'll swap that out. And like, I don't think a whole lot changes. No. So, if anything, it's just like, it, it just kind of poo-poos on one team that's using it and that's being interesting. You know, to, to Jessica's point, you know, if, if Chengdu played one through five, 
and played Wrecking Ball one through five, and they they themselves put Wrecking Ball in the top ten percent of tanks played, and they just get banned. Cool, I yeah. guess that's sweet, and that's it's a very special thing of circumstances that that happens. Like it's 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 hard, right? Like if you walk through it logically, right? Yeah. So Chengdu has four matches in two weeks, right? It would need to be two weeks where there's less matches. So the Chengdu matches matter more. Okay. Then, like, let's say that's okay. And usually they're 12 matches, right? If four of them are Chengdu matches, then that is um, like uh, one, f one third, right? Of the matches are uh, no, 24 matches. One, one eighth, right? So then divided by two, that's one sixteenth. That is less than ten percent. So sure. it definitely needs to have less, um, either less uh, games. So where's there's only ten match, uh, ten games, and then you double it, and then it comes out roughly. Or and Chengdu has to play very long series, which Chengdu do usually does. Um, or another team needs to play some ball here and there as well for like for a map or whatever, and then put it over the top that way. Um, generally, I, I, at first I was like, 10% is way too low. Thinking about it, um, what would happen, for instance, is if the unlikely scenario occurs that you have two uh, unique teams that are playing like cool comms and their focal points are, is like ball, but they're playing yeah. an entirely different style. Like one of them is like playing dive and then the other is like some weird, weird flank stuff. Sure. Then if both of them play ball, that is 10% and they could be specifically banned out. And I'm not sure that is really the attractive thing for the system oh. because we want these two teams to have these uh, we want cool strategies. So again, um, it comes back to that point when you, when you have travel, you get, you get diversity. Yeah. Like I, I don't like. Okay, we ban, we ban Widowmaker. Okay, a couple maps get less interesting. Sweet, is that what we want? I don't think so. You ban Reinhardt again. That's that's the snake eyes here. You ban, you remove Reinhardt, things get real wonky. If that's if that's what we're looking for, and that's the system, that's the system's goal. Just remove Reinhardt. Just just ban him. Yeah, Reinhardt's banned. Now what? And I, I, honestly, I just think that aggressive balancing is enough. I've said it before. Yeah. I've said it again. Just aggressively ba balance it. Just. <laughs> I think what we okay, just lie, just lie, Blizzard. Don't make it random. <laughs> no, just have someone just, like no. just say, slideshow, no, sit lie. down for an hour, figure it out logically. What produces the best games, and then like we well, have it's a, not the best. We game. have fucking David Blaine pulling out these balls, and oh, it's May. Oh, how could it be? Oh. So. Every ball's May. Whoa. <laughs> Stuff like this. Just do it like that, dude. Like, yeah. it, it, like just making it with some sense behind it just to force that diversity if you want. Okay. Then do it. Yeah. Yep. Imagine, imagine how hero pools will change if we get the, if we end up getting uh, uh, two, three, one. Um... Well, yeah, we're, we're gonna theory, we're gonna get real weird. We're gonna theory craft that some other time. <laughs> we, three, we two, even. one in the season. I, I'm telling you now. Ah, 
if they introduce that in a season, dude, I'm a yeah. Woo. If it goes well in the experimental card, what he's saying is if it goes well in the experimental card and we just get a new iteration nah, of Q in the middle of a season, we're going to have to have another wine discussion. November, the earliest or like Overwatch 2, like one of those. Don't make it in the season, please. Dude, how are you going to ban out like a career path, dude? <laughs> like, are you just sitting down like, <sighs> yo, off tanks. That's why you got to be kind of done, dude. You just got to <laughs> you have to develop more hydrations. That's what you got to do. No way. That's so like, how about you no just way. play uh, three different roles across yeah. like 12 heroes? Be a real uh, renaissance person. Okay, and we it's, keep, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. This is a yeah. recap show. We got to we yeah, got to keep yeah. going through. We're we're yeah. we're diverging a little bit here, and we want to talk about the Paris Eternal versus the Washington Justice because this is one where the odds, betting odds at least, were in the favor of the Washington Justice, but the Paris Eternal won three to one, which is about what we called here on the show. Uh, do you? How and Yuska, maybe let's take this one to you. Uh, how do you think the Eternal shut down Corey and the Justice? Because it really looked like that. Just shutting down Corey seemed to. I to yeah, I have to confess, I haven't uh, caught caught up on all the maps, which I'm going to do That's tomorrow. Right. I skipped on uh, for the. Uh, yeah, I just fell asleep. Uh, like it was the the day where there was already a large delay, right? Like uh, in the, the match, right? Wasn't it? Um, I forgot. Yeah, because uh, it was right after the toilet bowl. Yeah, but I, it, like previously, I had already um, heard that Paris is just a transformed team with Hanbin, and that playing Diva is actually their intention. And they had been playing a little bit with the second main tank. I think that was said, uh, or mostly um, uh, in the press conference. I think that I saw somewhere. But, I think 9K uh, also mentioned it. Him yes. Oh, okay. That's that was mentioned it as well. Yes. Yes. And yeah, I, it, it makes sense to me that I, I'm I'm super surprised, and it's once again comes down to like great co uh, coaching. Um, Econ looks nuts. Um, like I honestly, I honestly don't mind the the members uh, that are supposedly or that looked weak. Like okay, yes. You're probably looking better because you have great teammates around you now, but you're also not a big liability. I want to see. I want to like what 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 are the upcoming matches for Paris? Because I want to see them tested against teams. Paris like, plays Atlanta March first next week. Next week um, Sunday. Uh, that might be a little bit of a too tall task, but maybe. Well, yeah. I, that's a good that's a good like ceiling litmus test where it's like okay, this this we project this team to be very very good. If Paris can at least take some maps look competitive, you know, pull a Toronto versus Fusion. Yeah. I think we've got That's a good team on our hands. Yeah. I mean, and they've played so. strong. Like they've they've been I would say they've had consistent performances, even in their loss in week one, who I forgot uh who London. London. No, they beat London, no, they, they beat lost London. to Toronto. Yeah, they lost to Toronto. Even so, even in their uh, lost there. They looked strong. They looked good. They looked better than we thought they would. There was a lot yep. of bright spots that we could talk about on the show. And yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm really excited. I'm actually really excited for 
for this team overall. I think uh, mm. the Eternal are really exciting. I'm really nervous for Super Washington surprised. Justice. Yeah, bad team. I uh, I don't know, man. They, I mean, we, we, we've talked about it specifically. They, they appear to be very one-dimensional. Um, you'll notice, and we're, we're going to talk about it at London Spitfire versus uh, Justice later on, but it was literally... It it was it was a series that Washington Justice won, had in the bag, and one player made one shot and caused it all to to go downhill. So uh, we're going to talk about it, but it's uh, I, I'm 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 concerned, I, and I don't think the Washington Justice look bad. They don't. They just yeah, they do. They I, I don't I don't I don't think they look bad. I think they're really fun to watch. They just. They're too easy to shut down, I guess. I guess that's kind of a definition of making it look bad, huh? I, I would enough. say that's bad. Okay. I, but I will say, I think they're trying to add another threat in Tuba. You're seeing him a lot on control. Things do kind of get a little scrimmy. They can force a little bit of the brawl. Not the composition, but they're forcing dive. They're forcing teams to kind of play towards their tempo, which looks great. Problem is, it's tough to do that on some of these other maps. Unfortunately, they've only been able to play these other maps, and plus, Tube is all like really not that strong compared to Corey, who's like hard carrying games. And then you know we'll we'll get to London, but yeah, one dimensional fits the bill. They 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 really just kind of biff everything. Um, Aim God looks okay. Arc looks fine, other than him beating when he's dying off maps twice yeah okay. it's unfortunate yep, but it. yeah it's it's rough yeah. not a great team nyxl defeat houston outlaws three to zero next uh toronto <laughs> defiant barely take philadelphia fusion to match uh Close, to, yeah. to map five and fall narrowly three to two a near reverse sweep <sighs> almost the first one of the whole season toronto yep. defiant fall short uh, I don't think we expected it to be this close. Uh, Joe, in your mind, what made this one close? Was it just a mismatch? Do you think that the Fusion maybe weren't very prepared for Toronto because they played NYXL earlier? I think that played a, a, a little bit into Toronto's it. Toronto's only played one match so far. Yes, I think that that was probably four. most of it. Yeah, I would say that like Toronto has a lot of tricks in the bag. One of those tricks is that they, they will shift gears and just play dive on maps that allow it. Something that I wanted New York to do, sadly they didn't. Toronto did and they forced the tempo. They forced Philly to actually make swaps and be be kind of productive in, in how they're making how they're, they're comp, how they're building their compositions to fight this team. They're, they're, they're not being able to play the same May McCree stuff over and over and over. I will say I think Toronto probably could play could have played better, especially on Temple. Um, they did engage in some areas they wanted to. There was some sloppiness, but there again, all in all, I think that they took control of the matches post-half and looked very, very convincing. I think they kind of led with that momentum into Nepal and played it on maps maybe they shouldn't have. And again, you're playing against top three team in the league at the moment. It's tough to beat them, so I, I don't think that's a that's a loss. I think this is a giant victory for Toronto, even though on sure. paper it's a loss. This is a this is a victory for them. Yeah, 
because this shows that we can play the main Bay Reaper, even though it's a little weird. We can play dive. We can play, you know, we're, you don't know what to expect from us. We can play a lot of different things. We have a very open style. We're not great at any of them just yet. But if we feel like we're not great in the mirror, okay, we can d- default to dive. We can default to this. We can go, you know, Doomfist here. Yeah, really. They have fluid. a very open game. They have a very open floor plan. And Philly, you know, again, has only really been able to play the mirrors. Nobody's really tested them on other compositions. They had answers. It didn't, you know, wasn't as strong as I would have hoped, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's, this is how you, you beat these teams and Toronto's really starting to figure that out. I hope everybody else figures that out as well. Mm-hmm. How do you think, how do you think beast is holding on here? It's fine. Uh, yeah, I think there's, there's not really an issue with them. Like, I think a lot of people had uh, concerns with their front line. Yep. Um, I think right, especially so, sure yeah um, I think for instance Nevix played uh, great uh, at the, especially like the later half of the series against uh, Toronto mm-hmm. uh, Philly um, yeah I'm kind of excited for this team I hope they can ride this wave yep. um, there's always this feeling of like what if the honeymoon phase is over you know like what if that happens? The thing is, I feel like that's a team that will benefit from Hero Pools even, because they're already pretty experimental. They seem to be liking to experiment as well. Like they just enjoy like the showing the breadth of their Hero Pools. Um, yeah, and then also, of course, it's a trap game. Like let's yeah. not get this wrong, right? Like Philly probably. Prepared a lot for NYXL, and then they prepared, of course, also for the Toronto Defiance, but maybe not as much. Um, and Toronto identifying that brought their entire repertoire of uh, uh, strategies to them. Like the the thing that I wanted to see, and it's kind of exciting to see that teams are having already success with these uh, off-meta comps. And um, yeah, I think. Um, Especially like I, one of those times we gotta we, we gotta sit down and talk a little bit about uh, Shofo's career. Of course, like last year we had a little bit of a, a poop fest on him when yeah. when it was about decay and him and star player them whatever. Like his career is one of the most impressive in Overwatch history. Yep. And in this particular match against Carpe, he didn't look like the worst player for much of it, which is nuts. Like he had, he had sweet aim. Uh, King's row in particular. Yes, he was p- p- just taking people's heads off, and um, that's that's encouraging. And as long as he can, and I think he does, lead this team to a large degree, and can remain um, a positive influence on that team, I think they'll they'll likely make upper upper. Um, Play-ins and maybe even slip in. It could have the opportunity to pl- slip in playoffs. I don't think they will because there's definitely a bunch of Asian teams we've yet to see, yep. uh, and including Atlanta. Teams. But like they're looking like eight to eleven right now. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely. They seem like a safe pick for a play-in team, and they're a team that can actually challenge a top six team which mm-hmm. is 
pretty exciting. They might not be as consistent across week to week. And I think the better, you know, playoff teams are probably going to beat them out on most days, but could make for a really exciting team. Once you get to playoffs, once you get to a mid season tournament and, and see them play when, you know, it's a best of three where there's high stakes, you know, seeing those players could be really exciting. So yeah, pretty pretty exciting overall. I I wanted to talk a little bit about the the kind of choices to play and swap between logics and sure for, but we're not going to do it right now in interest of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's something that I I continue to monitor and see how they're using them, and want to want to chat with you guys about it sometime. Just not right now because I want to talk about the London Spitfire versus the Washington Justice. This was the first sweep of season three, and it wasn't probably the one we expected Washington justice had one of the most decisive implosions we have seen in the overwatch league. Uh, what, (laughs) what happened? So they went, they go up to pretty easily looking pretty bad. London's giving us a completely different look with Shui and Cleston over Babel and Bernard, uh, who I would say were probably two of the week one bright spots. And they they pull it all out and end up uh, pulling off the reverse sweep in Washington D.C. Yeah, that's Cleston needs a uh, an Astroglide sponsorship. Can't you can't just raw dog Corey like that every engage. <laughs> he he was yeah. in that man's behind every fight. Go back and watch how often Dave is just like you can see like the little silhouette just like a hundred meters that way. Just like hiding in a flank, just like I'm gonna get Corey. Here I go, and then the team engages, and Corey's just out of the fight. Like, yeah, talk about yeah. like just re- game plan red. Like, oh, you like Corey? Okay, I'll just put my diva on him. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. Like, especially in youth football, right? Like when you have a guy that can run but really not play football that well. Yeah. What you do is like at the start of the match, you just like locate who the best player on the opponent team is, and then you just tell that guy, okay, you follow him to the bathroom if need be. <laughs> like so that's your job. Just stand on him basically the entire time. Just don't run don't with just him. pass the ball. Just just injure this guy. Just just yeah. constantly <laughs> just do what you him. need to do. He if he go, gets off the pitch and had fun, you failed basically. Yep. Yep. And um, I think um, Bernard was sick. So, uh, like, for that, I, I, I'm not sure how, how uh, telegraphed that uh, issue was, but um, for him to come in and then just sit on Corey and, like, their p- power is front loaded onto Corey. It's a v- yeah. rather uh, easy thing to, um, to look, locate who the players that you should be covering well and there's a few and teams wouldn't would you say that there's a few teams that definitely are, are lean heavily on there are yeah like toronto great example of a team that's like okay we have to deal with sure for but then they level change they play dive okay cool agility doesn't have to play may now he can play doomfist he can play genji he can play farah all heroes that are within his wheelhouse and now he becomes a bigger threat not to say that sure for depletes in any way but now they have two threats justice doesn't have that gear switch yet we need to see them adapt and we're starting to see an integration of that on control with tuba i need to see more of that i want to see more integration of tuba they're probably not doing well in scrims i think they're probably scrimming it there's not doing well they're relying on stratus to try and make plays 
It's just not happening. Yep. Yeah. So slowly they'll get into it. There are some other teams, like I think London, if you shut down Glister very similarly, who else is going to carry you? Because it's certainly not, uh, what was it, Jebediah Macaroni and Cheese? Yes, the statesman Germaniel Macron. Uh, <laughs> like Jonathan yeah, like, McUmphrey over here just just is isn't great, right? Sometimes he looks good, most of the times he's a feeder. I what I what I can tell you, Joe, is when he jumps off the mat map, uh -huh. he's jumping J Max stands for jumping Mace Windu. When he lands the fat shatters on mm -hmm. Justice, he's J Max stands for Justice's Mac Daddy. And when he's in the press conference crying over that win, he's sweet and J Max stands for Jelly Macaroons. <laughs> I hate them. We had we had I way really too much them. fun just yelling at him in just the most random names. Yep, that was something, huh? Well, I don't, I don't really <laughs> don't know how to go <laughs> a whole lot there. The only thing I did want to highlight is uh, this this entire series ended up being decided by one Glister headshot on that last fight. They go in. Justice have the point. It's coming up. I don't think it's at 99%, but it's coming up. It's, it's coming 90, real close. It's like 90, 97, somewhere yeah, in there. It's, they have uh, Lucio Ultimate. Fight. They've got advantage everywhere they could all of a sudden i don't know where the fight hasn't even begun yet you look up at the kill feed in the top right hand corner it says glister Corey's dead headshot icon Corey, and Corey's. if there's ever a player you fight. could keep alive if there's one mistake you cannot make it's to die first in a fight where you have positional advantage ultimate advantage uh-huh you do that's all correct. I will say I wouldn't put this on Corey. He's sitting at like 75% health. Roar's just like looking over there for some reason. When the team's obviously coming this way. Putting up his shield, just looking just away from his team. And Glister just steps out, gets headshot at 75% health. He's not even topped off. Nope. I don't know what the supports are doing. And it just so happens there's just a stray shot. It hits him. That's the map. Done. After Roar comes in in man modes, a six man, like that was going to be like your eye of the Kaiser, you know, new big earth shatter mm. moment. You just walk at him, you shatter, you hit all six, you yeah. you save the team, and then yeah. somehow you just don't protect your star carry player. Yep. I think this is just one of those choke things. We talk about, I, I, there's probably, right now I would say Washington Justice have to be one of my top three teams on teams that could probably really ride a momentum wave and probably just sure. find a way to just beat teams that they shouldn't beat and just, you know, just come in with all swag. But this was a, a series that we saw them tilt super, super hard. They're in 4.31 meters. Yep. How does that happen? 4.31 meters. Yeah. It was not good. Let's just say that. So yeah, they're just clearly, I mean, I, I, I think overall they're uh, a really emotional team. I think that um, they definitely, and I think that they use that to their advantage a lot of the times, but it, it's not yeah. always just a good thing. Right. And no, no, this no. is definitely one of those situations where 
They they almost turned it around though. To be fair, they almost came back on yes, control and turned it around. They dropped two maps and one of the again one of the most decisive implosions I think that we've seen on the Overwatch League stage. And in that last map, they nearly composed themselves. Yep, but they didn't, and uh, that's that's going to be one. London that sneaks gonna, a big win. Yeah, it, if Washington big, was supposed to be good, you expect them to be London. I think that says a lot. Yep. Oh, it's the a most win. beautiful thing when you when you like when Glista hit that headshot, I was immediately hitting unmute just to listen to the silence of the fans. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It, it, you got you guys know I like reading, but right there, like there's the there's the library, library of Congress in Washington D.C. Right, that was the second biggest library in Washington. <laughs> In that moment, as Glista <laughs> threaded the needle on that shot, amazing. It's just, that's yeah. that's my stuff, dude. I, like, I, I can't wait to go. The first thing I'm going to do is when it hits the replay reviewer later today or tomorrow, yeah, um, I'm going to go in. Shot. I want to see that shot because I don't think we ever got footage of that shot. I don't think no. we ever fully got yeah. where was the positioning, what was going on. I need that full view. And uh, we'll definitely go in and, and poke around in there. Um, let's though, let's close out with overall thoughts on the week. Some big mm. questions about just all the games overall. Uh, I got a few Philadelphia fusion are now four. No, yep. correct. Yeah. Why am I doubting <laughs> myself? 12 and four map record. Is this a team that can rightfully compete with Vancouver and San Francisco as a top three contender? I was thinking about that beforehand. Vancouver still to me is, I don't know what to expect from this team. Um, I will say that I'm not, I'm not confident that they were taken to map five by a gladiators team that I'm still kind of unsure about. Stylistically, if, if we're going to say that Toronto playing dive, you know, might throw them off balance a little bit. This is something that Vancouver's already started doing. Stylistically, this could probably be their worst matchup. If there's probably a team that they are going to struggle to beat, it's probably going to be Vancouver rather than being the shock. I think they could probably take shock toe to toe. They still might not be, they might not have enough to put them away, but I think that's a lot more even than them versus Vancouver. I think Vancouver is going to give them a tough run. Yeah. What do you think? They're within the top three, I'd say. Are you, are you buying the Philly stocks yet? Are they? Are I they? Mean, in your some top question marks. Three? I mean, we haven't even seen Atlanta yet. Who I think yeah. is another one who we really want to see. Shanghai is getting a yep. lot Seoul. of a uh, soul. Are yep. getting a lot of of nods as also being you know when we look at these playoff teams, we always kind of we've talked about this when we're doing our power rankings. Even though the teams that are one through six might be very close, there's something uh, special about saying this is a top three team. And it's pretty easy to go, yes, mm-hmm. the San Francisco Shocker are a top three team. Yep. Yes, the Vancouver Titans are a top three team. Mm-hmm. But based on what we've seen, Joe, you're saying I can't, I can't give that third spot to the Fusion yet. No, I can. I, can. I would say Fusion's top three. I just don't know about Vancouver. That's I've fair. Only, I, we've only seen them play twice. And they went to game five against Glads and then they beat Valiant, which uh, is yeah, kind of a true. gimme. I get what you're so saying. So it's like, I need to see a little bit more from them. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I think... And this is week three. I'm not sure so. how good NYXL actually is. Totally. That they, I don't think they're like top the, three at all. Yeah, well, the, I think the that's strength why you of opponents yeah. that uh, Philly has had is not the one that I would need to in order to confidently say they're top three. Yep. Namely, they haven't played against um, Shock, they haven't played against Atlanta, they haven't played against Seoul, and they haven't played against um, the Titans. Like if if they meet any of those four teams and it looks good for them, fair. I, I'll put them in there. Until then, we'll see. Totally, fair I think so as, yeah. in a whole, as a projection, you know, if if Atlanta is going to be as good as we think they are, if Seoul, you know, which they should be, yeah, I would agree. But as as it stands right now, I'd say top three at least, if not, probably arguably the best. Fair enough. All right, next one. Houston Outlaws have won just two maps in their first four <laughs> matches. Ooh, if you're someone who bought those Houston stocks in the offseason, are you selling them now, Yiska? Um, uh, I'd probably wait till Hero Pools, but because how much further can stocks really drop at this point? <laughs> they are quite clearly the worst team in the Overwatch League right now. Um, by virtue of losing against the other two worst teams. Um, I think they can only go up from here. I, I don't know what the... I, I honestly don't have any answers to what's happening. Yeah. I think that team definitely could um, largely benefit. Like, just imagine Sharp being a, after a starter for them. <sighs> right? I think that those series go very differently in that case. So, um, uh, I, I want to see their homestand. If they suck there, then they are actually the one and only cheek in the Overwatch League. We don't have three. We only got so, one. So you're saying they're drafting uh, Owen from the uh, waiver list? Mr. Owen 7? Think they're yeah. going? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Like, to Yiska's point, yeah, it's, there's no good reason why they're doing this poorly. It seems to be a mental thing, and I don't think their mentals are intact from being ill and be traveling. I don't know if anybody in chat's ever done that, but it's not fun. It's not fun. It's pretty rough. So once once they're, that excuse has kind of left them, they get to play at home. You're at least remotely healthy. You have a lot of practice time. You're, you're in a comfort zone. You should be able to perform. You've got Toronto to face, and you've got London. Again, not not easy matchups by any means, but not the not unwinnable, right? Yep. Unlikely that you'll win, but if now is a time to to perform and and rebuild the the stock prices, it's it's now and it's it's through aggression. So let's see it. I need to see it. So Houston do have kind of an interesting thing where they do they they play they have their home stand and then they have one game in Washington again in week five, and then they have week six, seven, eight, and nine off. Yes. They have four weeks off in which Hero Bulls will have just happened. So their last week to play is March 7th. So they're going to have one game of Hero, Bowl, Hero Bulls. Yep. And then they're going to have four weeks to just kind of watch and figure that out. Relax. Assume that a lot of teams aren't going to be playing their best as they figure that out. 
and they can come back and hopefully play their best after that. So I, I honestly think that I won't know how I feel about Houston until after that four week break. Yeah. Four weeks can change a lot. Yeah. Also, of course, assuming that the league doesn't say, okay, we're throwing around everyone's schedule in our, our uh, no, that doesn't make sense because of homesteads. Okay, no, never mind. Never mind. And uh, business. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think this is actually saving grace for them then. Yep. Um, like we saw Valiant turn around the season around the same amount of games. Uh, of course, failing to make the playoffs, sadly. Valiant, uh, yeah. So they'd, they'd need an equal turnaround. And I think it's a lot harder to... Um, be as consistent as Valiant or as, as explosively improving as Valiant was in Hero Pools because you cannot, you know, like go towards a. I think win rates generally for everyone will be more diverging to the mean. And um, that might put a stop to a, a campaign like that, but we will see. Yeah, totally. And they do I play. Will say, yeah, go ahead. One last thing with Houston. If we're going to talk about, you know, gear shifting and playing more compositions, they kind of have played all very similar kind of standard maps where you're forced to play the hit scan. I hope that when we see Horizon Lunar Colony, when you see Temple, we see Dorado, we see these dive maps that people are experimenting with dive. I hope Houston can bring that out because I think they're a team that would benefit from it a lot and see a lot of success with it because Blase, let's face it, not the best McCree. Yep. That's definitely, I think, been one of the, definitely one of the most visible parts of their weaknesses. I don't want to like overplay it at all, but like, yeah. you know, we see so much spectator time on McCree as well. So it's really easy totally. to see when a McCree is not hitting shots or not getting angles to where it seems like all they can shoot at is shields all day. Like, there's definite like a microscope on Blase for that, but still, it's, uh, it, it would, probably benefit them to not have to deal with that every match but on that note we do got to get out of here we had a couple other questions but i think we kind of answered them as we kind of discussed the 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 matches so big thank you to everybody who hung out uh with us this week and i do apologize i uh forgot my list for new patrons and five-star reviews so we will thank you on wednesday Apologies on that, but a big thank you to our patron producers, Battlecrab Made, Pin Lotion, Charlie L Audio Compass, Pork Chop Sammy. Y'all are the best. If you like the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We did our game night on Friday. It was a ton of fun. A lot of Houston Outlaw jokes. <laughs> a lot of Houston Outlaw jokes. But uh ton of fun. Come hang out, play games with us, hang out with us in our Discord. Uh, also, if you haven't been paying attention, Race the Mayhem has been going on, and we do have some cool merch at bit.ly slash race the mayhem. We got some shirts, we got some stickers, and uh, we're all doing things to make healthy decisions. You can definitely join. I I don't want to, you know, put it on the mayhem, but uh, I'm kind of a win ahead right now, so they better catch up soon. They want to win this. I I think they might. I just think that they end up might. Who do they play next? They pull. Oh, actually, maybe not next week. They play NYXL and London. London will be an interesting one. Here's a teaser for next show. 
that first match is going to be a lot closer than people think. Let's see. What's the first match? New York, Florida. And we think people. Florida. Yeah, New York, Florida. Toronto, Florida, right? Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm dumb. Oh, New York, Florida open Saturday. And I think that's going to be a lot closer than people expect. People are like, oh, it's an NYXL. They're going to easily win. Tune in Wednesday. I don't huh. know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. I agree it might be closer, but I... I all right. We're not going there. We'll Thanks. talk Wednesday. We will. We will. miss our. Don't miss our uh, preview episode on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. You can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod. Joe at Volumel. Yiska at Yiska out. Joe, you got anything coming up this week? Um, articles as usual. I think uh, my opinion on the new contenders broadcast changes should be going live uh, relatively soon. Um, check that out. Um, at some point this week, I plan on doing an analysis of somebody. I don't know who yet, but there, there'll be an extra video on YouTube. And then this weekend, uh, history time. So stay tuned. Yes, guys, for you. Yeah, uh, I think we can, like, I'll soon um, start the content mill. It shouldn't take much longer. Um, maybe we'll just make it flush, and then you can pretty much expect something daily from me. Um, nice. We'll see. Sweet. Uh, as for me, just doing the shows, uh, not streaming a whole lot uh, these days. My computer is dying. Graphics cards on its last legs. I can't really stream anything. I can barely stream Jackbox games anymore. So, uh, we are still streaming the show, though. And that'll keep coming. All right, guys. We're out of here. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we'll see you shortly after for the post show. Bye.